Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. In broad daylight, five people were shot today. It's unacceptable. In the Truxton Circle neighborhood, I'm John Doman. A recount didn't change the outcome of the Montgomery County Executive Primary. I'm Michelle Murillo. Virginia's Attorney General weighs in on the debate in Alexandria over school resource officers. I'm Mike Marilla. It's 9 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by NHTSA. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. Uvalde, Texas School Police Chief Pete Arredondo has been fired over the law enforcement response to the shooting that left 19 elementary school students and two teachers dead in May. CBS's Janet Chamlian is in Uvalde with the latest. The school board has voted unanimously to terminate Police Chief Pete Arredondo. They had been considering this for a while. Parents have been demanding it for months. Full house here uh, at the Uvalde High School of parents and community members who are wondering why this took so long. They wanted it to happen sooner, but it did in fact happen today. Arredondo has been on leave since June 22nd. Only one other officer, Uvalde Police Department Lieutenant Mariano Pargas, who was the city's acting police chief on the day of the massacre, is known to have been placed on leave for their actions during the shooting. A federal jury finds that Los Angeles County must pay Kobe Bryant's widow $16 million over photos taken at the site of the 2020 helicopter crash that killed Bryant, his daughter, and seven others. Vanessa Bryant says her privacy was invaded when deputies and firefighters took and shared the photos. CBS News legal contributor Jessica Levinson. There's emotional distress. There's damages for past harm from the sheriff's department and from the fire department and also for future harm, for future emotional distress. Idaho cannot enforce an abortion ban in medical emergencies. The decision by a federal judge clears the way for hospitals to continue treating pregnancy-related complications as usual for now. President Biden announces a plan to erase up to $20,000 in student debt for those who used Pell Grants and federal student loans in order to go to college. Student loan expert Mark Controitz says this plan brings up many potential fairness issues. What about borrowers who have loans that are ineligible, like private student loans. What about people who don't have student loans because they saved before college or won lots of scholarships or happen to have wealthy parents? A man who held a fake shooting drill at a Nebraska charity is charged. CBS's Steve Futterman explains. The incident occurred in May. Omaha Catholic Charities wanted to test how it would respond if there was a terrorist attack. But when the mock drill began, complete with the firing of blank bullets and people acting like they had been shot, almost everyone thought it was a real attack. The man hired by the charity to put on the drill has now been arrested on terrorism charges. The charity's executive director says the man misrepresented himself. It's still not been explained why no one was told it was a mock attack. Steve Futterman, CBS News. The Dow closes up 60 points. This is CBS News. Never miss a moment. Top news from WTOP 24-7, 365. Listen on air, on Alexa, and on the WTOP app. It's 9.03 on Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. We have 81 degrees down to the mid-60s to low 70s. Good evening, I'm Michelle Bash. 
The top local stories we're following this hour. We continue to follow developments out of Northwest D.C. where police say another brazen mass shooting in broad daylight has left two people dead and three others hurt. WTOP's John Doman has this report from the scene. Five people were shot today. It's unacceptable. Executive Assistant Police Chief Ashan Benedict says just before 1 p.m. an SUV turned off North Capitol and traveled west on O Street, stopping right in front of a senior citizen's home. At least two shooters exited the vehicle and began shooting at folks that were on the block. Two of the victims were pronounced dead at the scene. Glenn is an artist who heard the shooting from his studio. First I thought, is it gunfire? He says so many shots were fired. Then I'm like, well, it's going on this long. This has to be construction stuff. Police think they know what was behind this. This is an open air a drug market. Something has to be done. In the Truxton Circle neighborhood in Northwest. Is this out of control? John Dome in WTOP News. D.C. police are searching for a black Hyundai SUV with temporary Virginia tags. New this evening, an arrest in the stabbing of two people at the Metro Center station in downtown D.C. 51-year-old Antoni Turner is accused of stabbing a man and a woman around 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon on the Red Line platform. Metro Transit police say the stabbing happened after the three got into a verbal argument. The woman was treated and is expected to recover, but the man is still in the hospital in serious condition. Police say the two were, uh, police say rather, their, their officers were able to quickly identify a suspect thanks to the many surveillance cameras at Metro Center. The results of a recount in the Democratic primary race for Montgomery County Executive have finally been certified. Challenger David Blair gained three votes during the recount, but that still left incumbent Executive Mark Elrich with a lead of 32 votes. But how did candidates get more votes while recounting the same ballots? Attorney for the Montgomery County Board of Elections Kevin Karpinski says some votes were not counted because they were over or under votes where people wrote too much or too little on the ballot and the computer couldn't read it, but the vote could be figured out in a manual recount. When you actually look at the ballot, a human looks at the ballot, you can ascertain that the voter intended to vote for a particular person. This afternoon, Blair conceded the race and released a statement saying he wished Elrich well over the next four years. Michelle Morello, WTOP News. Now to a story you're hearing first on WTOP. We've told you how the city of Alexandria and its school system are trying to determine what the future holds when it comes to school resource officers. Now Virginia Attorney General Jason Miares has joined the debate by writing a letter to the school system, the city, and its mayor. In it, the Attorney General is calling for SROs to remain at schools. This comes after the city voted to fund the continued use of SROs for only one more year after voting to not fund the positions at all. Among the reasons for them, he cited a deadly brawl involving students near Alexandria City High School. He also noted what he called a high level of violence and disruption that he says has taken place at schools in the city. Paula Gromley is a parent member of a school system work group that will recommend next steps when it comes to SROs. We're still looking at data as a work group and I can't say categorically that crime is the issue. But she appreciates, she says, Miara's letter and says it will add a dimension of intensity to the group's work. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. I'm Sarah Jacobs. Alexandria City School Board Chair Megan Alderton takes issue with the Attorney General for not addressing her directly in his letter, saying in a statement, as an elected official and a black woman leading the most diverse school division in the Commonwealth, I would expect that I be addressed specifically when our state leaders are referencing suggested changes for a school division that serves a majority of students of color. Alderton says she would welcome a conversation with the Attorney General on positive steps to benefit all Alexandria 
City Public Schools students. In his response, Mayor Justin Wilson said he strongly supports efforts to ensure students are safe and thriving and would welcome the Attorney General to that discussion. Sarah Jacobs, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, Democrats seem to have momentum right now. So what's the current forecast for the midterms? I'll get analysis from Nathaniel Rakich with 538. It's 907. Imagine a world where people with disabilities are fully included. At Melwood, we're working each day to make this vision a reality. As a leading employer, advocate, and preferred service provider for people with disabilities, our training 